WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, slap nuts. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, everyone. This is Angelina Love. This is the undisputed future Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is EC3. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Bella Twins. Yes, this is Broken, Not Haughty. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack, and you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm gonna break you, bitch, you hear me? With your host... They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live, yeah, you know what we is. And good Sometimes evening, everyone. Welcome to our house right here on wildtalkradio.com. That's right, you're listening to The Rack. And, well, we have a bit of a celebration here at the beginning of the show. We'll get to that because, well, Ross team earned it. In case you can't hear him cackling in the background, I'm your host, Lindsay Ward, and Rock's over there cackling and peaceful <laughs> and just everything will get there. Um, but if you get a quick second, check out the fine folks over at Wrestling Figure. Wednesday. Wednesday. And it's youtube.com slash mbg1211. The sheet that I have does not have the correct plug in it, so there we go. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> Presented okay, by right. presented by MBG Films. Go to youtube.com slash MBG1211 for series, including Wrestling Figure Wednesday. Ding! Also, check out the fine folks over at girlwork.net and fightbook.com. And if you're listening to us over at wildhogradio.com or recreatorshow.com or girlwork.net, thank you so much for tuning in. It's going to be a little bit of a weird show tonight because, well, the Eagles did the damn thing. The whole damn thing. Thing. You mean they did a thing? A oh, thing? Yes. A thing, you say? They did a Not thing. Not a thing. The thing. Oh, right. The thing. 
Right. The thing. The entire thing. It's a thing, people. It happened. I've been so excited all week. I've been so excited all week. Might, one might say he's a little drunk with happiness, although you didn't dress up like a genie. I was not dressed up. We're, we're going to get to the, the, the mummer that was um, Jason Kelsey here. Second. You're going to have to explain the mummer thing. We're going we're gonna to explain it here in a moment. But in case you've been living under a rock or you're TJ Omega... <laughs> I kid, I kid, but you read his Twitter, you get the you get the deal. I had TJ Martin. A sports ball thing happened on Sunday, and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Patriots of New England, whoever they are. They've never won anything. Those guys. Those guys. Tom something or other. What's his bucket? What's his Tom bucket? bucket. Tom, Tom what's his bucket? Bill Bellahoo. Um, what's his head? What's his head? So that's a thing. So the Eagles, for the first time in since 1960 can call themselves champions of two years they were saying yes yeah um because that is half a century it's even longer because we won what was the nfl championship back in 1960 so the super bowl has been around 52 years so you do the math on that one so you won it the year before it became a thing a few years before it became a thing because it was 1960 this is 2018 don't ask me to do math i'm not gonna have you do the math Okay, we're going to just let that be, and it's a thing. So, we won the Super Bowl. For people unaware, the city did not die. It did not, did not come close to dying. Some people celebrated. Some people celebrated weird. Some people lit shit on fire and flipped cars. At least, at least those people, there was a GoFundMe started to fix that car. Yes, I do have to applaud that. <laughs> at least, at least, if you're going to destroy crap, at least start a GoFundMe to repair the crap, crap you, you destroy. That, that that is good manners. See, that's what we're all about here in Philly. If we're going to destroy shit, we will fix it. <laughs> we don't condone the construction, but by God, at least you're trying to make it right. Right. Go you. So go us. So we won the Super Bowl. City freaked out a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. People climbing poles, even though they shouldn't be climbing poles. Yeah, yeah. Whoever had the idea <laughs> to put hydraulic fluid on the poles, that was a really bad call. Y'all should have stuck with the Crisco. It was raining. They couldn't put up the Crisco. Crisco will stick to anything. Not the rain. It's and- Crisco. Okay, okay. We don't have that heavy-duty Crisco you, like you people in the South have, okay? It's Crisco. You buy it in a tub. Yeah, but you guys put something extra in your Crisco. No, we don't. Yes, you do. You double your... Anyway, I digress. Throw me off with the Crisco. So the Eagles won a thing. The city's alive. No one's hurt. You know, one trooper got run over by a quad. But that trooper got right back up. But we stand today. Had an awesome parade. And... Yeah. Um... Jason Kelsey, the Pro Bowl Center, decided to use this as a platform to have a little bit of his own festivus for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He aired some grievances. A bit. He aired a little bit of grievances. And he was dressed in a mummer outfit, which is which is our New Year's thing. Um, he was a, a genie from from the Avalon String Band. It's a, year, a New Year's tradition. Mummers, exactly. Go Google mummers if you want to learn more. Don't have time. I, what? I have to say that if he's not doing the mummer thing, he should do the mummer thing. It suits him. It does suit him. It really does suit him. They won't give him a live mic, but it suits him. It suits him. It does indeed suit him. Now, with that being said, here's Jason Kelsey airing his grievances in celebratory fashion. Put the kids to bed in case they're sensitive. Yeah. Philadelphia! You love the Eagles, let me get a hell yeah! You love the Philadelphia Eagles, 
I'm going to take a second to talk to you about underdogs. I know Lane and Chris just talked about this, but I don't think that it's been beat home enough. Howie Roseman, a few years ago, was relinquished of all control pretty much in this organization. He was put in the side. Hey, hey. He was put in the side of the building where I didn't see him for over a year. Two years ago, when they made a decision, he came out of there a different man. He came out of there with a purpose and a drive to make this possible. And I saw a different Howie Roseman, an underdog, Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. A man who went for it on fourth and down. Went for it on fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing, playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. And it don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. Jason Peters was told he was too old. Didn't have it anymore. Before he got hurt, he was the best freaking tackle in the NFL. Stephen Wisniewski ain't good enough. Jason Kelsey's too small. Lane Johnson can't lay off the juice. Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Carson Wentz didn't go to a Division One school. Nick Foles don't got it. Roy Clement's too slow. The airplane ain't got it anymore. Jay and John can't stay healthy. Tory Smith can't catch. Nelson Aguilar can't catch. Zach Gers can't block. Brett Selleck's too old. Brandon Graham was drafted too high. Benny Curry ain't got it. Bo Allen can't fit the scheme. Michael Cummins can't fit the scheme. Nigel Brandon can't catch. Jalen Mills can't cover. Patrick Robinson can't cover. underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. And Jeff Stalin has had this in our building for five years. It's a quote in the O-line room that has stood on the wall for the last five years. Hungry dogs run faster. And that's the scene. Bottom line is, we wanted it more. All the players, all the coaches, the front office, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody wanted it more. And that's why we're up here today, and that's why we're the first team in Eagles history to hold that freaking trophy. And you know who the biggest underdog is? It's y'all, Philadelphia. For 52 years, y'all have been waiting for this. You want to talk about underdog? You want to talk about a hungry dog? For 52 years, you've been starved in this championship. You know what's up. Everybody wonders why we're so mean. Everybody wonders why the Philadelphia Eagles are, aren't the nicest fans. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm fucking pissed off. No one wanted us. No one liked this team. No analyst liked this team to win the Super Bowl. And nobody likes our fans. And you know what? I've just heard one of the best chants this past day. And it's one of my favorite and it's new. 
and I hope you all learn it. Because I'm about to drop it right now. You know what I got to say to all those people that doubted us, to all those people that counted us out, and to everybody who said that we couldn't get it done? What my man Jay Ajay just said, fuck you! <laughs> fly Eagles fly? Now let's get into the news presented by Garwick.net. It's the first time they've ever won the Super Bowl, and Jason Gelsey dropped an epic rant. How could we not? Anyway, <laughs> jumping right into the news. Yes, because wrestling. Right, we do a show about wrestling. Also, side note before we get into the news real quick, I just have to say this. Somebody in Philly needs to start the grassroots campaign to get Jason Kelly to do the Mummer Parade next year. Actually get the entire Philadelphia Eagles football team to do the Mummer Parade next year. It's the, the here's the problem with that. Hold on. We we are going to solve this problem in two seconds. So let's get into let's when you get to the blame brands as I look this up. Yes. Here we go. Time for the injury roundup. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. Shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. This is cluing you into the inane conversations that he and I have off the air. So anyway, injury roundup. We have first off, because, you know, he's going to do it with a broken freaking neck, because they run in the family, apparently. Jason Jordan. Hashtag blame Brent. Who had surgery for a, what is believed to be herniated disc. He did not have fusion, um, and he is expected to be out for, what, I would say probably four to six weeks. Or longer, depending on his recovery and how intense the surgery was he had what they call a uh see minimally invasive operation to decompress the nerve to allow it to heal um it was a minimally invasive posterior cervical microdiscectomy right what was so yeah, it's the surgery they do to remove part of the disc that so they don't have to do the neck fusion. It's basically the thing they do before the neck fusion surgery, and if that does not work, then they go in and do the full thing. Here's the thing: anytime you say minimal invasive surgery to the neck, any surgery to the neck is bad news. Yes, it's only the start of things. And New Year's Day is on the on a Tuesday, so they technically could be a part of the Mummers Parade if they choose to. This needs to happen. This needs to be a thing. Or they could just party with them that night, because that's usually the better thing. Anyway. No, you need to get them all dressed up, and you need to put them on TV. And somebody needs to get pictures for all of us that are not there. There you go. So, Well, I mean, we've heard that Jason Jordan's been injured for quite some time. They've been sort of getting around it on TV with him basically being crybaby Jordan. And it finally, I think, got to a point where he was either had to have the surgery or they were able to get it scheduled for him and have him go in and have it done, which was, you know, basically they wrote him off TV this week by having him, quote unquote, go home till he's better. So that's that's the deal with him. So we wish him a speedy recovery as he comes out of surgery and starts to rehab the neck. Up next, Brent Y. Kane. Hashtag blame Brent. Why you gotta do this to my boy? Why? What Kane's injury is, well, we can describe it as old man disease. He's a little beat up. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> to his credit, to his credit, our future mayor is, you know, he's worked a pretty aggressive schedule. He's done a lot of really big matches that he's gotten beat up in. You know, he's not as spry as he used to be. So it stands to reason that, yeah, he's probably hurting a little bit. Just a little bit. He's not used to getting thrown around. He's used to throwing other people around. He's used to throwing other people around and lighting stuff on fire. That's what he does. But since he has to fight Braun Strowman every night at a house show and he gets put through a table. That'll do it. Yes, Bray Wyatt. He's spent a year going through tables with Roman Reigns. Then and he came. has back problems now because of it. I mean, just saying. So, yeah. And Kane is either 49 or 50 years old, and he's going through a table every night. Yeah, that's not good for him. Uh, Nope. So, yeah. So, feel better, Kane. We love you. And good luck running for mayor. We're all voting for you that live in Knoxville. Anyway, speaking of, I guess, new deals. I don't know. I don't have a good transition for that. Miz has signed a brand Make a new deal with WWE where he's going to be around for another four years. So congratulations to him. Yeah, he's going to sign through 2022. So that's cool. Miz is going to be around for a long time. He is a big part of the company's future. Uh, WWE was very excited about this. Uh, Vince McMahon noted today how they were excited to do it and how all the big projects Miz is going to be involved with for the company. How big of a star he has become for the company. As he's going to be doing uh, the Miz and Miss uh, Miz and Misses coming up in the the summer, I believe they announced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're very happy with Miz, and he's there. Besides John Cena, he's the guy that will do anything. He's the go-to. He is one hundred percent the go-to. You need an interview, he's there. You need a movie done, he's there. You need anything, like you said, anything done. Commercials, movies, TV. Interviews, wrestling, you public appearances, autograph signings, you name it. He is there. He is the guy that's willing to do it. Until WrestleMania, then he has a baby, and he'll probably be gone for a little bit. <laughs> but it's a well-deserved break. It'll be a well-deserved break for him, yes. Because, I mean, if, okay, if you look at Miz, if you really look at his work schedule, he's one of the very few superstars that has not gotten hurt for any extended period of time. He doesn't get hurt. He's there. He's working the schedule every week. So I think he's allowed to take a little break to go be with his baby. Yeah. And, the and only, his wife. And the only times he takes off are to do go do the movies. Yeah. So he's working quite a bit. Yep. So he's, I think he's earned a little break. Yes, he has. Speaking of brand new partnerships, WWE announced that Serena Deeb is their brand new ladies trainer down at the Performance Center. That's exciting news. So this has been in the works since before the May Young Classic. They were interested in having her come down to be a trainer with the company. And then she heard about the tournament. She did the tournament. So that was sort of a, I put my pinky toe in the water. I'm in. Coming back. Kind of, sort of. Now she's jumping full in, and she will be a trainer. So that can only help the women's division down in the Performance Center growing the youth of future WWE female superstars. I'm calling this a win. It's a huge win. So congratulations to her and everybody down at the PC. Also, WWE has announced a brand new partnership with Lids, where they're going to be creating embroidered hats. We've seen the Taker one. They put out a little preview of it. They are sick. Yeah, Lids is Lids and New Era. They make some great Lids make some great hats with New Era, and yep, they're gonna be awesome looking. So I can't wait. I wouldn't mind getting a review copy though. Can't wait for Lids to come out in the near future with WWE centric lids in a store near you. Ding! 
And moving on from that, John Cena has written a book because he hasn't done everything yet. He is releasing a brand new children's book called Elbro Grease and it comes out October 9th. I mean, what can John Cena do? Hell, He's married somebody on the on the Today Show. It's airing tomorrow. He he performed a, a, a ceremony. He's ordained. He's ordained. This opens up a whole new career path for him. I mean, right? <laughs> I feel like actually, if you think about it, that's a really good option for a lot of them. They could just all go out to Vegas, become ordained, get married by a WWE superstar. Right. Hello. There you go. Anyway, the six time sixteen time world champion and certified auto geek revealed on Twitter that he will make his kids book debut this fall with elbow grease an original story featuring illustrations by popular award-winning winning winning, uh, popular award-winning artist howard mcwilliam i need my monster uh, mixing Cena's automotive affinity with the can-do spirit of the little engine that could, Elbow Grease tells the story of a little monster truck with a big problem who decides to enter a demolition derby to prove his heart. There you go. Sounds like a plan? Sounds... Sounds like a kid's book. I'm excited. So am I. I actually am. I think it's cute that he wrote a children's book. It is. I could make a comment, but I won't. So I think it's very cute. So go, John Cena, go. I mean, let's let's figure he's doing everything but having his own. So, you know. Thank you. Have I mentioned you could tweet the show at Wild Talk Radio at Record <laughs> Show or at Lynn's Ward? Just thought I'd mention that because I didn't do it at the top, so I figured I'd get that in there. Right here on the rack presented by MBG Films. YouTube.com slash MBG 1211. We're going to leave WWE for just a moment because I want to save this one story for last because we're going to kind of get into it a bit. Uh, and very quickly, ROH announced their streaming service, The Honor Club, will be available soon before they announce the pricing for it. I believe it's up now. Um, it's nine 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 a month. Magic number. Magic number on everything. <laughs> or a hundred bucks for a year. There are more details at ROHwrestling.com. And last but certainly not least, we're going to get into this because, well, this this is kind of a huge shakeup. It was announced, or not really announced, it's basically rumored at this point that Triple H is being handed the reins of 205 Live. And while a lot of people may not see this as really a big deal, they should see this as a big deal. This is the first main roster product that Triple H has been given power over, and this is sort of the gateway product bringing him up, really bringing him up, in quotations, from developmental he got the call, y'all. He got the call. He just needs to take the photo with himself. <laughs> he just needs to take the photo with himself on the 205 Live set, and we're good. But, yeah, this is a huge thing because Vince is, this is an indication Vince is starting to take a little bit of a step back. They're putting faith in Hunter. Clearly, he knows what he's doing with NXT. He's made it very successful. He's made it very popular, and I feel like they want him to do the same thing with 205 Live. they obviously do. So, they're giving him the chance to do it with 205 Live. If he is successful with 205 Live, that could lead to him getting the reins of SmackDown. That could lead to him getting the reins of Raw. So... Go ahead. Especially with Vince McMahon now directing his focus to the XFL. So basically what this is going to be is Triple H's vision that he's wanted since day one of 205 Live. And it's going to be more like the Cruiserweight Classic a little bit. And he has the serious general manager in Rockstar Spud. And it's going to be more serious-based competition with characters involved. But again, it's more about the in-ring product. And the best part about the show is it's no longer an hour and you're trying to force-feed everything. If you keep it simple, only use a few guys a week, you can get the product over and you get better matches out of it. Yep. So instead of trying to fit everybody in, if you do two really good matches a week, a week, you're fitting enough in. And you're keeping everyone fresh. Sort of like you do in NXT. Pretty much, yeah. 
And he'll he'll get it nailed down where they'll they'll figure it out. But for right now, yeah, he's gonna try things with it. He's gonna experiment with it. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, he does take it back more to the Cruiserweight Classic and what kind of got everybody excited about it. And then he proceeds from there. So very very exciting news for Triple H. So congratulations to him on his promotion uh, of sorts. Yeah, we've we've got we got some tweets. See, I mentioned Twitter, and we get some tweets. It's uh, not tweet of the week. No, someone's tweeting us, the sh- tweeting the show. Someone's tweeting us. Yeah, Ashley on Twitter. Nikki and Bree have come out and said they're working. They're writing a biography book of them. No idea when it's coming out. There you go. There you go. See. Thank you, Ashley on Twitter. See, I mentioned the Twitters at Wild Talk Radio, and people start tweeting the show. You got to interact with us, y'all. We love it when you interact with us. That's how you do. Anyway, mix match challenge. It is time to mix it up. You don't scare me, big boy. But you just listen to me and do exactly as I say, and we'll become mixed match challenge champions. So put her there. It's the Mixed Match Challenge Recap. And no, Matt, we're reading your chat comments, too. We're just promoting social media. Anyway, Mixed Match Challenge, go! Alright, this week on the Mixed Match Challenge, we had Team Glow Penitentiary? I don't know. Team Uso, there we go. Ooh, so... Facing off against the Golden Rose. Isn't it it Rose Gold? Rose Gold. I like Golden Rose better. Because he gave her a Golden Rose. He did. Golden Dust and Mandy Rose. Okay. I just have to say this before we get into anything. They need to put Gold Dust and Mandy Rose together. They need That needs to be permanent. That should be a thing. Take her out of absolution and make her Gold Dust's new muse. Please. Do that because there's like 50 kinds of chemistry going on between those two. Yep. It's, it's electric. You and you see her, what they see in her with him and what she could be. And it's like, yes, do that. Do the thing. Put them together. And then on the flip side, we had our most favorite married couple or one of our most favorite married couples. That is the Usos. They're adorable. They're amazing. I had to kind of laugh because, okay, so Jimmy had just been on SmackDown not too far off from when he came out. And he was all gruff and mean and, you know, cutting that promo. And then he comes out and he's all bubbly and happy because he's with his wife. He's total divas, Uso, on the, on the Mixed Match Challenge. <laughs> just like, oh my god, that's amazing. But the match, there were many shenanigans in this match. We had hugging. We had kissing. We had... We had fl- we had all the flirting in the world that you could possibly have. It's like I get I get a kiss on the cheek. No, but I get a kiss on the cheek, and then we started with Goldust and Mandy got the kiss on the cheek, and then the Uso wanted the kiss on the cheek. Then Mandy gave Goldust a hug. Then the Uso gave got a hug from Naomi, and then before Goldust could do what he wanted to do next, the Uso was like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm gonna go make out with my wife." So he makes out with his wife, and then you have the crowd getting super excited. Goldust getting super excited. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I get to make out with Mandy Rose. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> he, he, he gets himself all worked out. He gets the encouragement from the crowd. He walks over. He's going to get the smooch. That's when you call it a smooch, coach. Yeah, that's a smooch. That's a smooch. Um, before he could, Lewis rolls him up, goes for a roll up, and he does not get it. And then he's all mad and upset that he did not get his kiss. It's tremendous. Before that, I think this was before that, they just started out, they were, they were doing, you know, the basic lockups and everything, and they were running the ropes. And Goldust was like, hold on a minute. I need a minute. I'm old. <laughs> I 
need that was great. That I was need, fantastic. I need to catch my breath. It was tremendous. The chemistry between Goldust and Manny Rose, as Lindsay mentioned, was tremendous in this show. Um... It was just great. Also, side note on this whole thing. This has nothing to do with the couples. Daniel Bryan. Oh my god. His hair. Sidney Lou Bryan. Um. <laughs> he came out, right? And the whole stipulation of this show was either Kurt Angle or Daniel Bryan, it was a fan vote, were going to be the guest referee for this match. Well, of course, Daniel Bryan wins. And so he comes out with a ponytail on top of his head. Because why the hell not? It's not technically on TV. It's fun. It's fun. It's late. It's it's late. Remember what you said just a little while ago. The Uso was very serious on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan was also very serious on SmackDown, which we'll get to later in the show. I I think my favorite, I I will reiterate this the entire time of the Mitch Max Challenger until it stops doing this, but I love how fun the show is. I love that they just, they care, but they don't. They just come out and do whatever the hell they want. It's amazing. Or we get the semblance of them doing whatever the hell they want because you can see it. They're having fun with this. They're enjoying the crap out of this. They're not going out there to have five-star wrestling classics. No, they're not. So they're not beating up their bodies to have a really great, fantastic match. They're putting on an entertaining match. And this is awesome. my kind of wrestling right here. Is it's it's fun. It's comedy. Do 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 you need moments of seriousness? Of course you do. Everything needs seriousness because too much fun is just too much fun. But you know, it's like with all the heaviness going on right now, the the levity of the Big Spax challenge is a very welcome change. And just the the mixture of the teams, the fact that we're seeing people together that we never thought we would see together in a very much non-romantic sense. Like they're they're teaming together. They're not dating, although Alexa and Braun might become a thing, but which I approve of. But I mean, I just I love everything about this, and it, I'm going to keep saying it. It makes me so sad. It's only twelve weeks. Why? Why must you give me something this amazing and then take it away? Why? Here's the th- here's the th- here's the positive on it. Facebook, according to WWE, is very happy with the show. They should be. Despite all the people saying, oh my god, there's some people who are down on it. The person paying for the show, very pleased with the show. Well, it's averaging about, what, 1.5, 1.7 views? Million views? As I'm looking at it right now, because I've just brought it up. First week did 1.9. Every other week has, has done 1.7 million views. That's not bad. Nope, not at all. I mean, that's actually really, really good. So yeah, if Facebook is pleased, they're going to continue to produce it, and I'm fine with that. And again, it offers you the opportunity to see things you thought you would never see, to see teams you thought you would never see, and to just get a slightly different version of the product. I remember the Mix Match Challenge is a US-only product. Imagine oh my god, the international markets don't get to participate in this? No. You poor bastards. I'm so sorry. So that's 1.7 million in the U.S. I mean, imagine if this was open to worldwide, how many people would be watching this mix match challenge? It would crash Facebook. It would crash Facebook. So That's why it's U.S. only. Because the stream struggle. That is my only complaint about it, is the stream does struggle a little bit with it, just because I think the number of viewers that you get live, because they're getting about... 80. 
80,000. 80,000 to 100,000 viewers live. So there, it has a little bit of a problem, but it's not too bad. But yeah. It depends. They, it depends. I've had no problems with it. So I've had some problems with it, but that's on the TV. And my, my streaming on my TV is not necessarily the best. I haven't tried it on the Xbox yet. I have to try it on there and see how it is. But yeah, I mean, this week was great going back to the match. There were a lot of shenanigans, but in the end, the Usos opened up a female wing of the penitentiary. They threw Mandy Rose in and Naomi and Jimmy move on. Afterwards, Rusev came out and sung his Lana song for the crowd, which was tremendous. I love them so much. We got Lana and Rusev back together again. And there was much, much rejoicing. And in case you didn't know, Lana's number one. Anyway, I think we need to go to break now. I think we should totally go to break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking all about discussions because we actually have a discussion this week no pay-per-view yay and we're going to be discussing how wwe's new top star is female what there's a little gender swap going on in wwe right now so we'll get all into it so you're listening to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com and we'll be right back Always had big hopes as a kid, just a rotten tomato, building shit out of Legos. Can't hit the ball if you ain't swinging the bat. And like a home run, that boy is not coming back. Rise like cream, kid with a dream. Went from never seen straight to the face on a magazine. Now my team got anthems, y'all frozen. A cold hook from the champion. You never know what will happen when you tune in to CB Radio. Are you serious? That's the number two. That's currently number seven. It was number two at one point. Uh, apparently it's big or something, but I don't know what the fuck it is. It sounds like a gift bag or something. Techno gangway. Maybe the world needs to end. End of the world gangdom style. Weird wow. shit comes popular. Like, I, I swear I've heard all about this stuff, but I don't... I was like, what is this, like a fucking martial art or this type of food or something? I don't know what the hell it is. Is it sexual position? <laughs> I play my, you know, work schedule and whatnot, but... Watch yeah. the video. Okay, let me get the video then. What the fuck? I thought the people were going to be showing up the party. Oh, you done them bad over here. I told you, I told you. I told you, I told you. I told you, I told you. Oh, not the pelvic thrust. <laughs> <laughs> What is the feeling in the sky? Oh, they're riding that pony. Yeah, I don't know what it Got 800 million? Oh, I'm scared for the future. Yeah. This is why I don't go to clubs and dance, because I can't do this shit. I just, <laughs> hey, I make sure the club's staying still. I'd lean on that wall. I make sure I got <laughs> drinks in my hand, and I make sure that club's staying still. Oh, yeah, he's going to be dreaming about him. Oh, man, damn it. Now I got to... You gotta play something else, Rock. I've heard <laughs> Wake up and start riding the damn donkey. <laughs> Tune in to CB Radio Saturdays, midnight Eastern Time on the Wild Talk Radio Network. God bless I was made in America. 
The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. You can look, but you can't touch. You keep dreaming on the stars above. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Bell Twins, and you're listening to the Rap Radio Show. Something in your eyes lets me see right through. Back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check him out at youtube.com slash MBG1211, where you can see all his very fine web series, including Wrestling Figure Wednesdays. And if you're listening to us over at rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or gilwork.net, thank you so much for tuning in. If you get a quick second, check out the fine folks over at fightfood.com as well. And no, we're not going to have another 10-minute thing about the Eagles. He's done with that, but yay. We're now going to do a discussion because we have no pay-per-view. Yay! What's this? A discussion? Wow. Right? Wow. First one of 2018, man. I think it's more than the first one of 2018, but hey, first one first of first Fe- one I remember, first one of February, first one of February. There we go. <laughs> anyway. Oh God, help us! Anyway, it's been so, it's been a week. It's it, totally been a week. Yes, it, that that is a very true statement. It has been a week. So we're going to discuss with the debut of Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble and the women's revolution as a whole, how there's been sort of a gender flip in terms of WWE's top star and how it's kind of gone from a male top star to a female top star. And I've been asking this question for several years. Why can't the top star in WWE be female? Why does it have to be male? And nobody could really ever give me an answer for that because it's just, it's that's the way it's always been. And now with Ronda Rousey debuting like her or hate her, she has quickly kind of turned that on its ear and she's the most talked about thing in sports. Not just sports entertainment, sports as a whole. She is one of the more popular female athletes that there have been in the last decade, let's be real. You have Serena Williams, who has dominated the tennis game, and then you really have Ronda Rousey. She captivated an audience in UFC with her career from uh, from 2013 and onward, and she became a legitimate draw for the UFC, setting box office records, breaking barriers for that organization. Yes, I did the Canada version of organization. I went organization because that's what she has done. She's broken barriers. And now, with her coming into World Wrestling Entertainment, she has the ability to do the same exact thing for this company. This company, which, in the last, what, two years, has turned this 
revolution into an evolution, to use their terminology, and they've given the women a chance to do things just like the men, which has now put them on a platform to where the women have the opportunity to do a variety of different things, and with Ronda Rousey on board, the eyeballs are now going to be coming to WWE because she is involved with this company. I wonder if she realizes she's on mute yet. Um, yes, I realize I'm on mute. I was letting you finish. Good <laughs> Lord. I was waiting for you to jump in. Um, it's going to open doors for them that may have previously not been available to them. And what I mean by that is because of the star power that Ronda Rousey is bringing in, she's essentially the female Brock Lesnar. That essentially gives the women the main event of WrestleMania if that's what they decide to do. They broke history, or I shouldn't say they broke history, they made history by having the fem- first ever female Royal Rumble close Royal Rumble this year. So that was a first. We could very easily see the very first main event of WrestleMania be two women, whether it be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, whether it be Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey, we don't know. But it's anybody's guess. It hasn't been declared yet. But that opens a door for the women that previously was never available to them. Like, you know, a few years ago, women main eventing WrestleMania. Ha! I remember, what was it, 29? Only two women made Mania? And they were managing? Was it 29? I don't even think 29 there were even man- women managers. Or was it 28? It may be 28. 29 was the Bella Twins teaming with Sandow and Rhodes to take on the Funkadactyls Brodus Clay and um, tons of funk, A Train, whatever his. No, because that's the one. Was that the one where Brian lost the title to Sheamus? That was twenty-eight. That was twenty-eight. Okay, then it's twenty-eight. I'm thinking of right, but twenty-nine, like I was mentioning, was that match, whatever Albert's name was, tons of Lord Tensai, Lord Lord Tensai, tons of funk. Um, when that match didn't even was cut from the show. That was that WrestleMania. So from that point on, we've, we've had the growth of more women's matches, but we, they've never been truly the main event. I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago on wildtalkradio.com where the opportunity is now to do something really special and there's no risk involved. WrestleMania sells itself. The build is what you sell by putting the women on last. Because if Ronda Rousey's making her debut, you put her on in the showcase spot. You put her on in the main event. And guess what? And if you tell people it's going to happen, people will watch. People will do... People may not buy the WWE Network. They may just put down however... Whatever the cost of a WrestleMania pay-per-view is these days for that. See, I haven't bought a WrestleMania in, in years, so I don't know actually how much it costs. I've been spending not nine a month on the WWE Network, which is what you all should be doing, by the way. It's a great money saver. It is a great money saver. But if you put the money down, she will be in the main event and people will watch it. That's the deal. People will watch her. And guess what? They will watch her and they will watch everyone else. Bailey and Sasha, one of their dreams is to main event WrestleMania. They won't be the first. But, but they'll if, get there. But they'll get there. Because if Ronda breaks the door down for them, anything is possible. And I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at that, but it's it's the door that needs to be broken down. And unfortunately, the women in the women's revolution right now, despite all everything they've done, right? Everything they've done, all the main events, all the history, it's not enough for Mania. You need a bigger name than what's in WWE right now to open that door. And really, that's what you can use Ronda for. Here, here's the thing. Want to talk about sports stars? Let's talk about sports stars. 
Remember Iron Mike Tyson? Yep. That famous boxer dude? The only reason Steve Austin got so popular worldwide is because Mike Tyson decided to show up to Monday Night Raw. Everyone knew about Steve Austin, but the world did not know about Steve Austin. People were not tuning in to to professional wrestling until big names, big sports athletes decide to show up and make it cool. And now guess what? Ronda Rousey, for the, her fan base, for that crowd, she's going to make watching WWE cool. And it will break the barriers down. All the other women deserve to be in the spot. But guess what? Sometimes it just doesn't pay. You Sometimes you just can't get it. That's the deal. Sometimes you may never reach it. You need the other person to help with you, help you get to that spot. And Ronda Rousey is that person. Yep, pretty much. I mean, she's there to put butts in seats. She's there... To draw in new viewers. That's the, that's really what they want her to do is, like you said, people will watch. People will absolutely 100% watch for her. And some of them may get addicted to wrestling. Some of them may come back. Some of them may not. But they're banking on her drawing in enough people, enough new fans, that she's going to be worth the money. That's why she's really there is to draw in new fans. Because like you said, eyeballs are going to turn to her. They're going to watch her. There's a fascination about her. I'm going to bring this up. The man brings this up in chat room. He, Mike Tyson didn't compete. No. Oh, no. There was the, the thought he would. It got interest that he would. So it brought eyeballs to the television. And if Ronda Rousey can't adapt and actually wrestle, guess what? It may not pay women's wrestling good. But guess what? She's not going to go in there and sting up the joint. She, for people unaware, she's been actively training for this. This is not okay. In January, I decided to become a professional wrestler, and in March, I'm going to have my first. April, I'm going to have my first wrestling match. That's not the deal. She's actually been training, and you better believe the whoever the opponent is, they are going to be working together to make it happen. They are going to make sure. They are going to make sure the match doesn't stink if they put them in that position. Trust me. Yes. She's not going out there to sting to join up. If they put her in a position. She is going to go out there and perform. Hell, Snooki went out there and performed. She did okay. Yes, I did bring up Snooki and said that she did okay. Because guess what? She did. She did. She did fine. I mean, here's the thing. It's a celebrity appearance. You're not expecting a lot. And in most cases, it's not bad. But the last few celebrity appearances we had, Stephen Amell did great. Good God, sign that man to a contract. But here's the thing. She's coming in. To make this her career. She is coming in to become a WWE sports entertainer. Here's the thing is I, I feel bad for her in a sense because everybody is giving her shit when this has been a lifelong dream. Did she start in UFC? Yes, but she is a huge WWE fan, just like Bailey, just like Sasha. She wants to be a WWE superstar, just like all your faves. She's going through training. Now, did she come up through the indies? No. She's a, she's an Olympic athlete. She's an Olympic athlete. She's a trained fighter. She's going to put in the work. She's going to put in the time. She's not going to brock it where she goes away for, you know, four or five months at a shot with the title. This is this is her full-time career. This is her passion to everybody saying, oh, why wasn't she at the Raw and the SmackDown after Royal Rumble? She wasn't booked. That's why she wasn't there. Lance goes, it just leaves a bad taste. All these women busted their asses to get into this position, and you're basically saying it's not enough that they need someone else to take the reins. Honestly, this division would be in much better shape and wouldn't need her if they booked the women's division better. It has nothing to do with what they are, what they are doing not being enough. They've booked the women's division pretty solidly in the last year. You can't say they haven't, because they have. But again, stars are what draw. Ronda Rousey 
is a draw. Women have main evented pay-per-views, but they have not main evented WrestleMania, and you need something just a little bit bigger to be put in that position. Now, you cannot go out there and go, hey, it's Ronda Rousey, Dana Brooke in the main event. Oh no, you need an equally popular star to go there. And this is why I've been pushing it. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey would be box office money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would be money. And we're not saying that it's like, it's a bad turn of phrase to say that, you know, basically they're not big enough. That's not the case. But it's WrestleMania. You just add that little bit of shine. You know, that's the thing. They're not big enough in terms of this world. In the WWE universe, they're big. But to the the mainstream audience, no one knows who Bailey is. No one knows Sasha Banks. When they do interviews with Sasha Banks, hey, you're the cousin of Snoop Dogg, right? That's their first draw. It's not you're a so-and-so world WWE Women's Champion. Yeah, anybody who faces her at Mania, it will become a household name situation. Because... Ronda Rousey is world famous. This is going to this is going to open a lot of doors for a lot of people that work with her, especially in the first year, because it's everybody will watch her and what she's doing and who she's facing and how they're booking her and all this stuff. And don't forget, you've got Shayna Baszler down in NXT. They're trying to sign the other two. At some point, we are going to get four horsewomen for versus four horsewomen. That could be SummerSlam. We don't know. You, you never know. But this is something that they're trying to do something with the women's division where they're trying to make it bigger. They're trying to put it on the level of the men. And you need more star power than what's there right now to do that. You need household names. Because, let's be honest, the men's division has your Roman Reigns. They have John Cena. You know, in the past, we have Undertaker, Steve Austin, you know, the list goes on, The Rock, the list goes on and on and on of household names. The names that people here on the street. The Rock, oh yeah, wrestling, right? Steve Austin, wrestling, right? Like, that, you know, just even the casual person will hear. You hear Charlotte and you associate Flair with it, and it's like, oh yeah, is that Ric Flair's daughter, or is she related to Ric Flair? But like you said, Bailey, nobody knows who she is. But if Bailey faces Ronda Rousey, say in the main event of WrestleMania, let's just let's just go there. Bailey versus Ronda WrestleMania. People will know who Bailey is the next day. Yeah, because you could tell her story, especially if Bailey beats Ronda. Right. And again, you, everyone looks at Ronda Rousey part timer. She's not a part timer. Will she be there every week? No, because guess what? You don't bring her in every week. But she will be the, to me. To me, if I was booking it, she would be on WWE television eight months of the year. Not eight straight months. But you break it down and you get the deal. And you give her five, six, seven matches a year where you get mainstream focus on those matches. You're good. You get your money's worth. That's the deal. Now, here's the thing people are not going to like. Let's go. WrestleMania main event. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, right? Right. You need one more thing. This is people. People would hate this. Because guess what? You put a McMahon as the special referee. Stephanie McMahon. There's your mainstream. There's your main attraction. There's everything you WWE could ever want. Stephanie gets out there. Charlotte gets out there. Ronda gets out there. Everyone's happy. Well, most people are happy. Some people are happy. Some some people will be. The WWE people would be happy. Yes, there we go. I wait for the hate comments in the chat room on talkradio.com. Just saying. It's just, it's just how I would envision doing it. It's the main attraction again. The main event of WrestleMania, big focus marquee match, is has to be an attraction. Ronda Rousey, attraction, brings the eyeballs. And guess what? It's a focus. It is going to change the way people think. It is going to make the focus, hey, Ronda Rousey is the top star. We have to gun for her. So Bailey, Asuka, you name it, are going for Ronda. We're all sick and tired of Roman Reigns being shoved down our throats, right? Most people are, yes. So 
Change the narrative. Focus on Ronda Rousey. People are tired of Brock Lesnar. They're tired. They're tired of the men. They're tired of the way that the men are being booked. So okay, all right. Let's let's make the women stronger. Let's give them a household name. Let's focus in on a woman instead of on on your Brock Brock Lesnar's or Roman Reigns or John Cena's or whoever. Yeah. I mean that's that's really what this feels like. They're going for is they're using her star power to their advantage. She's getting what she wants. They're getting what they want out of this, or they will get what they want out of this. Whatever. That might be. And that's more recognition for whoever she's facing. Because here's the thing. You have her there for a couple years and you use that name value. You build it, but you also use that name value because don't don't even think for a second that she isn't using them to build her own name because she wants to continue being in films and television. So, hey, guess what? How do you keep yourself relevant? Go to WWE if I could talk. You can use it as a launching pad because they're connected in entertainment. They do their own films. They put their people in films and TV shows and everything else. So you can jump off from there and move on to something else. So even if she's only there for a couple of years and they get, they make worldwide stars, household names with her out of some of the other women, then, then it's all been worth it. Now if she takes over the division and she runs roughshod and it's all about her and it doesn't help anybody. Well then, yeah, that sucks. And nobody wants that. But here's and the, the, the thing. They already have that. Her name's Oscar. Yeah. Just saying. Everyone, I'm pointing this out and we gotta go break in a minute. Oscar's going to hurt the women's division more than Ronda Rousey until you beat Oscar. And if you're doing this smart, you're not beating Oscar for a while. So be prepared when she gets that belt, it's gonna stagnate on Oscar. She's gonna have that for a while. She's gonna have it for a while. Just throwing it out there. Y'all been warned. Simple as that. But I say we take a break? Yeah. Um, we'll get into this more as the weeks go on. Because it's a hot button issue and I think there's more to cover on it. But yeah, I think we take the break, come back, and do some more stuff. Alrighty, so when we come back, we're going to be doing NXT, SmackDown, and Tweet of the Week. So you're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com and we'll be right back. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it. Moving so phenomenally. Come on, like the way we rock it. So don't- Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch. From the big returns. Maybe I have one more ass kicking left in. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. 
They're sparkly. Rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list. Write it down. Sparkle crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch. It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR, wherever you are. This is Kane from WWE, and you're listening to The Rack on Wild Talk Radio. right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check him out at youtube.com slash MBG1211 to see all his very fine web series including Wrestling Figure Wednesdays. And if you're listening to us over at rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com or gerwick.net, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you get a quick second, check out the fine folks over at fightbooth.com as well. So... You missed the news, you missed the discussion, but you're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Alrighty, let's see. So, let me get to the bottom of this, because I have quite a few tweets. Oh my gosh, she has a lot of tweets. I do, I do. Alright, Rusev. Rusev, crush! Joe Latak tweets Rusev, my boss made me work on Rusev Day, please have a talk with him. Rusev replies, my boss does the same. Kayfabe Kenny tweets Rusev and goes, Will you bless my second child? She was born on Rusev Day. And he goes, I, Rusev, from Rusev Day, hereby bless this child with brains and beauty. I can see him saying that, too. I, I, I totally can't. Kane Kitten submitted a tweet of the week from Kayfabe News, and that is, Not sure how football works. A couple months ago, did a representative from each team stand in a ring and silently, silently pointed a Super Bowl sign? Yes. Yes, they did. Also, Kelsey the, was wearing a genie costume. Kelsey was wearing a genie costume. The Cowboys tried, 
but they couldn't find the sign. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> First Cowboy shot of 2018. Hey! It only took you a month. Drew McIntyre. First Super Bowl I've watched in the 10 years I've lived in America. Had I known there was Hurricane Ron Counters into Power Bombs and Morgan Freeman rapping, I'd been watching every year. <laughs> the next series of tweets is by Trent Seven. I give to you a Brit watching the Super Bowl. Before Before you go... Payne and Royce and Billy Kay were also tweeting about the Super Bowl, which is tremendous. All right, go. So, Trend 7, everybody. Gonna be live tweeting the Superb Owl Festival this evening with real American sexy Chucky e. T. He lives in Philadelphia. Eagles doing great technique here in the initial 25% segment. Oh my god, he's like you. Jesus. Oh, it gets better. Error correct. Nearly finished the first half. Clam Chatter United are very white. At least he got the halves correct. <laughs> He still goes home to a smoke show, electric atmosphere, lowest ever work attendance in Philadelphia's history tomorrow. These fellas are nails for real. Feel like the game will be heavily softened up in the next five to ten years. No way you can put your body through that so often. Immense respect. Rob Gronkowski is an alien. Great energy here. Stadium is next level. Would love a Not Dogs UK. Hummus one. Also, Blake Sheldon is a Don. Accuracy is a joke here in Throwsville. It's 50-50 for me. Mainly because there's only two options and it's the best two teams that play the game currently. Stats. To Jasper Probincrux III to come on soon and shake his whole ball game to its core. I'm not quite sure what that means. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> the second age is underway here. So we've reached the second half, y'all. All right. Patriots looking alert. What are you saying, Mojo Raleigh? Stay hyped. Side note, guy in here wearing Nike shocks. No excuse. Oh, God, he's in a bar. Logistically wonderful stuff there. You know when you're at work and you're having a stressful day? Tell you now, if Lorraine leaves her originals on the, in the copier again, I don't know what I'll do. Imagine planning that halftime show. Okay. JT is pure Don levels. Jen, it's defo coming on in a minute. Mike's stand work is impeccable. Longest 30 minutes I've ever seen. Great action from the start here in Woodshed BAA. Good crowd. Well attended. Fourth down and go with 8.6 in the rear quarter at 62%. God, <laughs> God you're going to steal this. These are going to be phrases you use from now on. Oh, God. It's a Brit one. Watching the freaking Super Bowl. I know, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Just call me Sebastian Gronkowski, probably. <laughs> Few more shimmies, and that would have been back at the Netto clock. And then you took the gender tweet, right? Yeah. Okay, go. Is that all you have? That's all I have. Oh, God, Lord. I, I don't even know. I can't even follow that, but I'm going to try. You said the gender tweet, right? Yeah. Start there. Uh, let's start there. The modern day Maharaja goes. Shouldn't have hindered. And the picture of Robert, Rob uh, Gronkowski and Jinder Mahal is looking at him. I mean, bless. I Just mean, it's the bless. only good thing Jinder Mahal has done in a while. Know, in a long time. All right. Now I'm going to go to scroll down. Tommy Dreamer, I was just asked move to move the back of the plane because only eight passengers and it's front heavy, so I have to wait, balance a jet. Feeling Bully Ray 5150 falling over in laughter. Hashtag the force. Um, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray replies, we can now confirm the Tommy Dreamer's last tweet. He has, in fact, been asked to move to the back of the plane, and he shows a picture of a very large man at the back of the plane. Aww. Bailey tweets, Candace, marry me, Candace. And she... she replies with heart emojis and stuff and then the gif of, of, of the a girl jumping on a guy in an animated form getting married um because that's all cute and fun and happy she can have a wife that's fine bud light limited edition dilly dilly 10 pack at wwe dillinger he goes 
Perfect. ProWrestling.net. Hey, it's A-Rod and his fam- a famous beard, a.k.a. J-Lo. James Ellsworth. Any man with two feet apparently can't kick an extra point in the Super Bowl. Nope. Kyle Lewis. Keep it five star. Justin Timberlake just brought out the Instagram story version of Prince. It's Pinstagram. Hashtag Pepsi Halftime. Uh, ProWrestling.net. When you think of a man being hit in the balls, think Groupon. Uh, Renee Young. Cinnamon Raisin Bagels deserve a raise plus stock in the company. Hey. Side note, if I started a GoFundMe for Bagels, would I even buy uh, contribute? Anyway, moving on, he says. Johnny Gargano, Nick Foles is over in Magic Kingdom right now celebrating his Super Bowl victory. I'm in Epcot, Epcot sitting on a bench shoveling caramel corn in my mouth. Who's the real MVP in Walt Disney World today? Him. The answer is very obviously him. But he took his wife to Disney World. He honored a promise to his wife. I mean, that's fantastic. He also goes, I mean, I did finish a whole bag in under five minutes, so in that sense, I could end up being an MVP by the end of the day, if MVP stands for man vomit- vomiting popcorn. Oh, Johnny, never change. Please never change. Joey Ryan tweets, after these Super Bowl celebrations in Philadelphia, a lot of moms that- moms are going to be sending their kids to live with their auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> Okay, well done. Well done. Well played. Drew Gulak, Philadelphia, please refrain from flipping more cars and puts out the the, uh, PowerPoint slide of no flipping, which is slide 8 of 277. They say no. Lance Storm, if memory serves, Mickey James has a thing for short blondes. Hmm. She's married. Not talk about Mickey and... Mickey and Alexa. Short, blonde thing. Tri- She's married. Trish, I think. Anyway, Renee Young. This morning I saw Fight Owens fight rip a water fountain right off the wall. He was strong and thirsty. Rusev. The things we do for safety. Dot, 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 dot. Let the airport, secu- let the airport security grab your privates. America. Oh, Lord. Duracell. Batteries hold a sacred place in the history of Philadelphia. Fans, congratulations, Philadelphia. And fly, Duracell, fly. Ronnie 2K goes, is Dan Gilbert playing my GM on 2K right now? What the? Yeah, went all crazy today. Black Adam Schefter breaking Cavaliers trade Chloe Kardashian to the Warriors in exchange for an Instagram model to be named later. Dave Page, I'm told the Cavs have also traded for Bill Walton. I will be doing the game tonight solo. Awful announcing. ESPN receives an analyst to be named later in cash considerations. And finally, TNA Impact News. Cavs roster changing like impacts during a tapings block. Tweet of the week! He now goes to SmackDown Throwdown. Sorry, let's go to SmackDown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... This week's SmackDown Throwdown. Yes! 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 Things happen on SmackDown, including including the first ever superstar top ten, which was apparently voted on by the wrestlers. Yes, and they couldn't vote for themselves. So number ten, take one guess who was number ten. Gee, I wonder, I, could it be a perfect ten? They they went for the joke in week number one. I I respect this locker room tremendously for this. This this is perfect. Randy Orton was number nine. Becky Lynch was number eight. Usos were number seven. New Day, number six. Bobby Roode, number five. Naomi, number four. Shinsuke Nakamura, number three. Charlotte, number two. And AJ Styles, number one. It's conspicuous by his absence on this list. Rusev. Yeah, we were a little shocked Rusev did not make the list, but again, it's a superstar vote, so it's who's popular in the locker room and who's not, so you can see who's well-liked and who's not. 
Yep. Who knows what this list will do? It's helped decide other things, but who the hell knows what it's actually going to do? Um, and it's all totally rigged. It's all totally rigged. Other things that happened, speaking of Rusev, he lost to Bobby Roode for the United States title. It was not a good Rusev day. Good match. It was a great match, but it was not a good Rusev day. Uh, Charlotte beat Liv Morgan. In an okay match. It was fine. It seems like that's going to be a thing. I think Charlotte and Ruby Riot's probably going to be the fast lane match. Probably. I wouldn't be I would, Yeah, I would say so. Wouldn't be too bad of a match. Because you could do uh, Charlotte versus Sarah Logan next week or a week after, something like that. And you can build to it. Um, The Bludgeon Brothers defeated two guys. Yes. Yes, they did. They were very impressive. The Beardy Children are back on TV after a very long absence. I had concerns. Although I f- may have figured it out as to why they could have been absent. Why? Because Rowan got a tattoo on his arm. I think it's just because they had nothing for them to do. They could just beat people up. They could be scary. I know. Just wander around with their very big hammers. Show off their big hammers. As as they left, the Usos came to the ring and cut some sort of weird-ass promo again. Okay, but can we talk about that little interaction where Harper is holding Rowan back, and when the Usos walk by, they pick up their hammers and leave? Like, I like how they're flirting with each other, but yeah. Okay, we need to talk about the Uso thing. What do you want to girl me on about the Uso thing? Well, let's talk about somebody's teeth. That was the key. Go. So, the promo was what it was. They were basically talking about the Uso penitentiary and their title reign, I think, and everything else. But it was a little hard to pay attention to this because there was something really distracting, and that was Jay Uso's teeth, which he, I guess he got the grill from his brother. I don't know. Or he got one of his own. But he had a grill in on his bottom teeth, which was not hard or anything nasty or anything like that. What was weird about it was he had his, he had two his two canines essentially in his mouth covered in gold. So he had his whole bottom teeth covered and he had two teeth on top covered and then he just see this gap of white in between. It looked awful. Like, you can do a grill, do a grill, do the whole front, do the whole bottom, go for it. Right. Just Go for it. Don't. Because honestly, it looked like with the two teeth on top that he ran out of money. That's what it looked like. Like, oh, you know, well, you only have enough to do the bottom and two teeth. All right, let's do the two teeth on the top. Well, he did have to get bailed out of jail. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did have to get bailed out of jail. But, just yeah, so. I mean, it's just, to me, it was like, that was really distracting. And then you could tell that he had just gotten it, and he hadn't really practiced speaking with it, because he was having a really hard time speaking and holding his mouth mm-hmm. around the grill. So it's like, don't don't get something like that, and then not practice with it, or be used to it by the time you get on TV with it. Because it was just, the whole thing was just really distracting. In terms of what they were saying. Like, I couldn't even tell you what they said because I was too busy staring at his mouth the entire time. Right. Uh, Gable and Benjamin beat the Ascension because they're now on, off to prove that they are a good tie team. Even- they heard you. You hurt your... F- you hurt their feelings. Guess what? I still don't care. You're from Philly. You don't care? I don't care because they just got beat twice in a row by the Usos and got made look like fools. Also, side note, I think his name is Nitro. Yeah, I think. The long hair dude. From Remember the long hair dude? Nitro from American Gladiators? Yeah. He so could be related to Chad Gable. In what capacity? They look alike. A little bit. It's the same. Also, he would make an awesome American Gladiator. Chad Gable would? Chad Gable would, yeah. Nah, he's too nice. Too nice. Just throwing people around. Anyway. Um, but then the main story of this show. It's more of the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon situation that's been going on. So Shane comes out and they're talking and he brings out Daniel Bryan. And he made a very interesting point. He 
basically brought up how Daniel Bryan is sort of vicariously living through Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, sort of like questioning whether, you know, since he can't compete right now, what his true motives are. And they were sort of trying to bring up the motive. It felt like they were sort of teasing something about Daniel Bryan. And, you know, whether he'll get back into the ring. Very interesting. But they cut it right off because AJ Styles came out and AJ wanted no more funny business and he just wanted the whole thing with Kevin and Sammy resolved and wants no one obsessing over it, etc., etc. And let's our main event, which we'll get into. There's one other thing. So they were they were talking about um, opportunity, right? And they were listening to the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And the crowd starts chanting, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. And Shane McMahon has to let them take the chance. He looks over at Daniel and goes, duly noted. Yep. Which then, a few minutes later, Daniel Bryan brought up how, you know, um, the fans are cheering and everything like that. He made a great, huge main event. And Bryan said, I deserve a huge raise. And he hopes that's duly noted. He does have a kid. As a kid, he could use the money. Um, let's I want to. I want to go back to Brian before we move on. Go ahead. They are teasing something with him. What it is, I don't think anybody knows. I think everybody's hoping it's that he's going to get back in the ring and he's going to wrestle. Um, it's just the way that they're teasing it. That's what it feels like. But it's probably that's not it. But they are definitely teasing something with Brian for sure. And it's very, very intriguing what they have going on with him right now. Here's what I say. It has to. This we were looking. I was trying. I was talking with Lindsay the other night about what the WrestleMania card looks like and how we really don't know much. This Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan thing has to lead somewhere. And Preferably it, too, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. That would be the logical conclusion to where this lands, because Kevin and Sami are not going to be in the title match at Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. We all know this. So you're going to have to do something with them. Shane will probably be involved in WrestleMania somehow, so does Shane find a different partner? Does Daniel Bryan find a representative to fight for him? I mean, that kind of, that feels kind of weak. So to me, to me, the booking, if everything was equal and he could get back in the ring, it's Bryan and Shane versus Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania. It feels like they're just hitting it a little too hard for it not to be that. And for Hunter to make a really random statement about Bryan and the fact that they won't let him wrestle until he is, in fact, medically cleared, if he can ever get medically cleared. And I brought this up to you before we got on the phone to do the show, which is that Brian has seen countless doctors, and every single one tells him, or at least from what we're led to believe, every single one tells him he's fine, that he's good to go, he feels fine. Uh, As far as we know, he hasn't had any additional incidents, but the the WWE doctors continue to not clear him. So at what point do you stop listening to the one doctor and listen to the many. I would almost be curious to see if they perform the same test that he kept failing. If they had an independent doctor perform that test, what that result would be. Because it's starting to feel a little conspiracy theory-ish that it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're you're medically disqualified, but yet every doctor you go to tells you you're fine. It's just like I don't know something something isn't right about that. And when the, with the way that they're building this, they're building this to get for Brian to get back in the ring. That's what this is. That's that's exactly what this is. Is you're building the tension between Brian and Shane. You're building the tension between Kevin and Sammy and Brian and Shane. You're doing all of this. Where it's like at some point, this the natural conclusion is for Brian to get in the ring. Now whether he will or not, nobody knows. But here's the thing. And let me say this and I'll let you talk. Um, is that they're staring they're staring down a gun. Daniel Bryan is going to leave in September. 
227 days. He's already indicated that after this contract is expired, he's leaving. He's done. Unless he's cleared. Unless he's cleared. That's made certain. He's also stated that when he's done with WWE, he's going back out on the indies and he's going to start wrestling again. So they have 227 days to make up their mind if they're going to let him wrestle again. Now, he's not going to do a full schedule. He's going to pick and choose what he wants to do. And he's going to retire on his own terms because this is essentially the Daniel Bryan retirement tour. And then he's done and he's out because he wants to go out on his on his terms, and if WWE will not let him, well, then he'll screw them. He'll go out on the indies and do it. But what they're staring down is there's a little thing out there where it's like there's money to be had in Daniel Bryan's in-ring return. So is WWE going to kiss off that money and let the indies have it, or are they going to take it for themselves? That's the question. Here's something. The matchup ended with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Fantastic match. Great chemistry. These two. Oh, it's wonderful. Hands down. Imagine in in a a double DQ when AJ Styles attacked both men. Leads to a triple threat match at Fastlane, but it will not be a triple threat match. We'll get to it in a second. Because I'm going to throw this out there. What if... Alright, internet, be ready for this one. This may hurt some people and people will be really upset about this. What if the main event of WrestleMania is not Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship? No! What if it's AJ Styles and, and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania? And that's where this is all building. AJ Styles drops the WWE Championship to, say, Baron Corbin, because Baron Corbin is facing Dolph Ziggler next week, and because of Shane McMahon, the winner of that match gets added into this triple threat match that was made for at the end of SmackDown between Styles, Styles Zayn, and Owens at Fastlane. What if that all happens? What if it's Corbin and Shinsuke for the title? Um, I don't think they would go back to that again. This is WWE. If they're going to pay off this story, it could lead to that way if you're not putting Daniel Bryan in. That's all I'm saying. I don't want that. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just tossing it out there. And if it happens, then um, someone out there is a mole. Not us. I told you all the story. If it happens, you're all the mole. And he said it on the air, so, you know, one of you listeners could, in fact be the mole. Mole. And if you are and you've got internal contacts, email us. We have questions. NXT. Let's do it. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. Did you know that NXT has a brand new superstar who just loves to chew gum? Really? <laughs> yes, if you want to see what I look like, my horrible, <laughs> ugly self, you want to see me. I am on NXT TV for the next two weeks, two more probably. Weeks. Two more weeks, yes. Just look for the chick in the pink sweater behind Nigel McGuinness. That's me. That's Lindsay. Chewing gum and taking names and texting. Texting me. rock. <laughs> Spoilers of the show. She's NXT's newest superstar. Right, sure. So what did you see in week number one? All right, well, week number one, I saw Nigel McGuinness's hair. I saw a lot of Nigel McGuinness's hair. It's very nice hair. He does not have the wrestler bald spot. Thankfully. Thankfully. I saw a lot of cameramen because cameramen kept getting in the way. That was problematic. Um, And I did not see the other side of the ring <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> where 90% of the action happened. But again, that's okay. That's fine. And we didn't get to see any of the backstage stuff. But again, that's fine. So, but yes, I was at Center Stage in Atlanta for the first set of tapings for NXT. So, the show opens with, well, we're going to have a tag team title match. It's going to be Adam's Kids versus Eric's Kids for the NXT titles. Oh, wait. Nope. No, we're not. We're not doing that. Nope. A huge 
big fight breaks out, I finally get to see Killian Dane in person. Hey! TV does not do that man's hairiness justice. <laughs> he is fluffy. Fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. So anyway, huge fight breaks out between everybody. And, well, William Regal comes out super pissed off and decides, I've had enough of this crap. I'm done with you kids. That's it. Tornado tag match. Y'all just go out in there and kill each other. I don't care. Dad's pissed. And boy, oh boy, did they kill each other in the main event. Oh my god, that was so good. Let's get to let's get to the main event and talk about it. Go. So, mayhem. Utter, utter mayhem. Um, the only, obviously, down part of this was a lot of the spots happened on the other side of the ring, so you really couldn't see. It was on the TV side, so you really couldn't see a lot. And then, obviously, the spot where they go backstage and they fight backstage, we didn't get to see any of that. They just all kind of vanished, and they left Killian Dane and Adam Cole. No, no, it wasn't Adam Cole. It was Fish. maybe O'Reilly or Fish. One of them. Yeah, one of them. Whoever Dane was with, I think it was Bobby Fish. Fish they yeah. were left in the ring and they kind of fought each other, but they laid around a lot too because they needed a minute while the others fought backstage. And then they all came back and there was just mayhem. We had chairs, we had tables, we had canes, we had diving off the stage. Um, we had people getting thrown off the stage. Someone cannonballed into a table. Someone cannonballed into a table. Um, I will say this. Killian Dane was super impressive at these tapings to me. Because, again, this is the first time I'd ever seen him live. He's not as big as you would think he is, but dude can go. Dude can seriously go. Love the mixture of sanity and Undisputed Era. I kind of want more of this in my life. Kind of need more of this in my life. It was a lot of fun. But what were your thoughts? Good match, good wild brawl, and he got the win, so they're gonna get a shot once again at some point on the for the tag team titles. But I enjoyed the brawl; it was fantastic. I like I like the brawls versus the versus just a standard wrestling match because especially for these these guys, this is what this needed. Like if it's just a standard you know tag team wrestling match, it's like no, nah, it's not enough. They just need to fight, speed each other up a little bit, smack each other around. Also, EY looked really good. It'd been a, it'd been a minute since I'd seen him live, so he looks really good. Uh, we saw heavy machinery take on. On Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli, and they got the win. But tell us what happened between Sabatelli and Moss. Okay, well, we didn't like Tino, Tino much. We yelled at him quite a bit. Tino sucks. Tino sucks. Yeah, we, 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 we were not a fan of the Sabatelli, but, well, Tino and Riddick had issues, and Riddick had enough of Tino's crap, and as Tino's laying on the ground in pain and agony, Moss looks at him in disgust and walks away, and we all applauded his life choice. Bianca Belair beats someone in a minute. You blink, you miss it, but always nice to see Bianca. I want her and Sasha to find each other, either in terms of a feud or as a tag team, but they need to meet. They just, they need to meet each other. That'll be fun. Uh, they aired a promo of Shayna Baszler talking trash. Um, basically how she's just there to break, tap, or snap. Snap against her opponents, and that, you know, Moon is scared of her because she's gonna get her arm ripped out of her socket, and said Moon's not a real champion, and well, make sure Moon heard that. Moon did hear that. She's gonna put the bell on the line next time she sees her. Shayna, Shayna, Shayna. It was announced next week. Pete Dunn takes on Roderick Strong. Okay, I'm just gonna say this now. Everybody needs to watch that match. It's a really good match. Tyler, and I will talk about Pete Dunne next week. Tyler Bate seems like he's going to be part of NXT in this coming year. Yeah, but he wasn't there that night. And I don't think he showed up the second night either. Like, he was in Atlanta. No, he was He was there for next night of tapings. Oh, he's on TV? Yes. 
Darn it, I missed him. Yes, he rustles the second night. Okay, I got to see Dunline, but yeah, they didn't have Tyler show up the first night. But yeah, I did get to see Dunn, but I'm okay with them having more of Bait and Dunn. I'm really fine with that. But yeah, if they want to bring Bait over, yeah, go for it. Dude has a super bright future. And then there's Johnny Gargano. Johnny, honey, you you precious, precious being you. What the hell? So what happened? So basically, Johnny Gargano comes out. Vince his feelings about Tommaso Ciampa, threatens to kick his butt, the whole deal, talks about Philadelphia, and, well, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina take offense to something he says, they come out, trash starts getting talked, Johnny insults, Zelina insults Johnny, Johnny insults Zelina, we start calling for Candice. Candace obliges, and well, Candace and Zelina kind of have a little bit of a shoving match, and Zelina and Andrade bail, and Zelina yells at Johnny, and is basically like, we've beaten you three times, what is it going to take to get rid of you, to get you out of NXT, and Johnny's like, give me one more shot at that title, and Candace is like, wait a minute, I just got here and basically what gets set up is in a few weeks we're going to get Johnny Gargano versus Zelina Vega or not Zelina yes Johnny versus Zelina no Johnny versus Andrade for the title and if Johnny loses he's out of NXT with Candace looking at him the whole time like god damn it this is why we can't have nice things yep but side note Johnny and Candace together are adorable it's so damn cute it makes your teeth hurt yep but yeah all in all, a really good show. Indeed. So I guess that's our show. Well, do you have any thoughts? No. Uh, you summed it all up. Good stuff. All right. Well, plug away then. All right. This is a public service announcement for people out there. Tuesday, tune into the Wrestling Radio Awards as Lindsay and I will be presenting Match of the Year. Yes. Here. And don't forget, we're nominated for Female Interview of the Year. Show of the Year. And Media Interview of the Year. Yes. So tune in and find out, you know, because maybe... We don't know what time the award show is. When we do, we'll post it out there. So we'll be presenting at the Wrestling Radio Awards this Tuesday at some point. For more information, ch- check out Rock Radio Show on the Twitters and Wild Talk Radio on the Twitters. Um, Saturday Night Midnight this is CB Radio, The Weird, The Wacky, The Unusual. We're doing the Greater Than Great Debate fictional couples. Last week we did NFL quarterbacks. It's CB Radio, Midnight-ish, CB Radio Live, on Facebook, Twitter, and dot com. Hashtag, blame Ryan when a celebrity dies. Get to that map. Sunday, Russell Talk Radio is back, 11, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, at WTR Sunday on Facebook and Twitter. Monday night's Raw Post Show, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, depending on the time, there may be a WTR Sims. If not... There will be an episode somewhere, somehow, at some point. That's why we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Rack Radio Show and all the social medias. We'll be back next Thursday night, live, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you would like to see, not here, would like to hear us review some sort of show that is non-wrestling related, if there's a show out there you want us to give our opinion on, Tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at Rock Radio Show. We will we may do a rock extra on something. We have ideas of our own, but if you have an idea for a show you want us to see and do a rock extra show on, let us know because we'll we'll take suggestions. And if we like the suggestion, we may do the suggestion. No guarantees. 
at Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com is Wild Talk Radio. We're Rack Radio Show on all the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, Twitch, Google Play, Instagram, Tumblr. You know the Rack Radio Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Linsward, L-A-N-S-W-R-D. Go to my website, psychwarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure on Behance.net slash Linsward, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out the awesome sponsors, MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211, Gerwick.net, and Fightboot.com. So, for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rock right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! It is done, so I guess I believe in The damage is done, so I guess I believe in The damage is done, so I guess I believe in don't have to say what you did. I already know. No chance. You and me. Don't it make you sad about it? Don't wanna just be a man. WildTalkRadio.com.